Super Talk Mississippi media production. We'll come back to the Aggies in just a couple of weeks when we do another opponent preview, but this is just an overall SEC preview. We're talking about Texas A&M with TexAgs.com's Olin Buchanan. Olin, you know, from an outsider's perspective, it feels like this is about the fifth or sixth year in a row that I've heard this is the year for Texas A&M. So tell me, why is this the year for Texas A&M? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, 16, or depending on how you count, either 16 or 17 returning starters from a team that won eight games despite facing one of the most uh, difficult schedules maybe ever uh, in college football because they did play uh, three teams that were ranked number one in the nation, mm-hmm. um, and that's never happened before. Uh, so they have uh, all those starters. That includes your, your quarterback and um, the uh, uh, entire offensive line. Uh, and then, uh, as I mentioned about that schedule last year, uh, before all this certainly arose, certainly uh, A&M schedule still looked a lot, uh, let's say, a lot more manageable. They were uh, trading out road games at uh, Clemson and Georgia with home games against uh, Vanderbilt and uh, Colorado. Right. So you would have liked your, your, your chances to, to win those games a little bit better. You mentioned the quarterback. Kellen Mond is a guy who, you know, in his time at Texas A&M has had some moments where you think, wow, he, he really looks good, and he's had some moments where he's, he's, he's you know, he's been up and down, I guess you could say. Will he have that consistency this year, and, and is there another level to his game? Uh, I think uh, there is another level to his game. Sometimes he, uh, he gets right on the brink of it. Sometimes he's, there have been times when he's actually taken his game to another level. But the consistency you talked about or you asked about is the key there because Kellen, um, he can be – Kellen's like playing roulette. You know, he can be high risk and high reward. And uh, you just can't ever count on it being either. Uh, and I think their last football game in the bowl game uh, win over Oklahoma State last year was a perfect example. His first half was about as uh, – well, just about as poor – as you would ever see a quarterback play. He'd lost two fumbles and not, hadn't, hadn't completed many passes, just didn't do much. Uh, in the second half, he had a, two long runs, one for a touchdown, one to set up a field goal that won the game, and he ended up being uh, the most valuable player. So that's kind of who Kellen has been. Uh, he's done some amazing things, and then sometimes he makes the, the really loud mistakes that you, you know, maybe he's not taking care of the ball when he's running it or, he throws the ball into a certain coverage without uh, taking a, you know, uh, looking for a secondary receiver, you know, stay locked in on one guy. And, uh, you know, the hope is that uh, him being a senior in his third year with, with Coach Jimbo Fisher, that they'll work out some of those issues because he does have the ability to do some, again, do some really amazing things. You might remember seeing him play Clemson a couple when he was a sophomore in a huge game he had, and in that seven overtime game against uh, uh, LSU a couple of years ago, the the uh, the way he played late in the fourth quarter in an overtime was amazing. Um, but you know, with with, uh, with Kellen, you know, sometimes you get uh, some great results, and sometimes you're just confounded. You mentioned, you know, we talk about all the returning starters. You mentioned Mon, and you mentioned bringing back the entire offensive line. What about the skill position guys? Who who are they going to be getting? Who's going to be getting the ball in this offense? Well, the uh, leading rushers back, uh, Isaiah Spiller. He was a true freshman last year. Was not expected to play at all, or I shouldn't say not. He was not expected to get a lot of carries. 
he entered the season uh, the third team running back. And uh, the, the the starter, Jay Sean Corbin, got uh, 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 injury that ended his season in the second game. And then uh, uh, Isaiah came on. He finished with almost 1,000 yards. Uh, so he's the guy that's projected to be the starter. He was a little bit... Had, still had a little baby fat on him last year. Had a little moon face, and he's really done a lot in the weight room, and has changed his body. So they're expecting some good things from him. I, uh, Anaya Smith is a kid that uh, uh, played wide receiver last year. Another, he was a true freshman, and he moved to running back for the uh, for the bowl game because, quite frankly, they didn't have any depth. And he actually played really well in the keeping there. So they're really excited about him there. Uh, the receivers, Jamon Osmond. I think is one of the uh, most reliable guys in the SEC. Yeah. He had about 80 catches last year, and he's back. Now, they did lose two starters uh, at receiver, but they've got some uh, guys they really like coming on and some freshmen. Uh, one of the uh, top freshman receivers, uh, prospects in the country coming in as a true freshman. And then at tight end, they have Taylor uh, uh, Weidemeyer, who uh, uh, came in as uh, a true freshman in August. He didn't even go through spring with them and got off to a slow start but ended up having a good a good year and finished with six touchdown catches so i think he was their uh biggest uh, uh greatest big play threat last year so he's back as a sophomore not really anything I, I don't guess that would affect anything on the field this year but obviously earlier this month some punishment handed down to jimbo fisher and, and a&m just it, it is that anything that will have any effect at all uh now or in the future or was that just kind of more of a uh Slap on the wrist, I guess. I think, you know, I think it was a slap on the wrist. And, uh, you know, look, uh, they're going to say I'm biased because I cover A&M. Even as a slap on the wrist for what they did is probably uh, uh, more than it should have been. Because, now look, hey, they broke some rules. All rules. You want, you want to uh, follow them. No excuse. And, and okay, so accept some responsibility or, or whatever punishment. But the fact is, uh, in Jimbo Fisher's first spring, apparently that over the course of seven weeks, they had seven hours uh, uh, too much practice time in, uh, in spring practice. comes up to about uh, 12 minutes a day, and a lot of that was going on during the stretching, and they just had the schedule mixed up. But, hey, you got to do it. you got to be more aware of that. And then the other one, recruiting, uh, it was called a bump. You, probably, you guys have covered yeah, college yeah. football, so you know what a bump is. It happens. A lot of places to a lot of people, and it just doesn't get turned in. I don't know why it was uh, considered a bigger deal for A&M, but they did it. They did. They owned up to it. Didn't didn't deny it. So uh, take the punishment. I think the biggest problem is there's going to be a couple of weeks where Fisher uh, can't recruit off campus during uh, uh, you know during the fall months. Now you know it may not matter with the, the way things are going with the COVID, but um, let's face it. Even if it's just a couple of weeks. When you're trying to beat LSU and Alabama and Auburn and everybody in the SEC West, you don't want to uh, give them even the, the slightest advantage. Defensively, what is this Aggie team going to look like this year? Well, you know, they were pretty good last year. I yeah. think they were ranked 29th nationally uh, in total defense. Uh, so I think they're still going to be pretty good. They're going to miss Justin Matabike at defensive tackle, no doubt about it. But I don't think the, the fall-off is going to be as great as you might expect. Uh, 
Uh, they got a kid, uh, Jaden Peavy, who played a lot as his backup and played really well, uh, and I think he's an NFL player. Um, they, uh, for the, they, they probably had their best linebacker situation they've had since they moved into the SEC back in 2012, and they're, they're really solid at, at uh, safety. Now, the issues last year for them were pass rush and uh, cornerbacks, and that could still be an issue. They feel like they've addressed it uh, in recruiting, uh, they brought in some some freshman guys that were some of the best in the country rushing passer prospects, but you know they're freshmen. You don't ever want to have to count too much on on freshmen. If you do that, you know you're you're, you're rolling those dice. Yeah. Uh, but they have a junior college guy coming in at one corner, and um, Brian George, who was highly recruited, and they you know he's a potential starter from day one. Their best corner last year was a junior college guy, Elijah Blaze, who was in and out of the lineup with a bad shoulder, and uh, he's supposedly got that all fixed. So, and then they have a five-star guy coming in, Jalen Jones. So they feel like they've got some guys that, uh, um, you know, if everything works out, that they could make a, 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 you know, immediate strides at cornerback. And certainly they got the fingers crossed that they will. When you look at this program overall, like you said, they're going into year three of, of Jimbo Fisher. Obviously the expectations are high. But beyond this season, do you feel like this program is finally at that point where they can take off and, and truly become a year-in, year-out contender for the SEC West? Or, or yeah, I think, go ahead, go ahead. No, I think they're on the brink, no, no doubt about it. Um, the fact of the matter is, and it seems like some of the national media just don't want to acknowledge this, A&M did not recruit particularly well, especially now if you're going to compete in the SEC West. Uh, in the last two or three years before Fisher arrived. And so uh, his last two recruiting classes, depending on what service you believe in, were ranked third and sixth. And you're going to have to have that kind of, you know, you know the, 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 that kind of uh, talent to be able to, to compete in the uh, SEC West. Some of the, some, I, I think the best talent, you know, the best players largely on the roster are freshmen and sophomores. So you got to give those kids time to develop. Uh, but I do think there's a lot of talent coming, and I think this is a year that you're going to see uh, a lot of it start to emerge. I'm excited to see Texas A&M this year because, like you said, we, we, the, you know, the sleeping giant thing has almost become like a running joke at times. <laughs> it's been it's, it's been, been asleep for 20 years, it seems. But it, but it does feel like, and especially with the commitment they made to Jimbo Fisher, that you know, this is the, this is the time for Texas A&M. So I'm I'm excited to see the Aggies uh, this year, and of course we'll see them in Starkville uh, in mid, hopefully in mid October. We'll see what happens there. Olin Buchanan from TexX.com, man. Thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate your time. Hey guys, uh, anytime. Thanks for having me on. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.